Coming up on this week's episode, we delve into Harry's memoir. We finally have a release date and a book title. Also, Mike Tyndall is appearing in a reality show. All this and so much more. <laughs> Grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm back, Rach. I'm back from my holiday. How was your holiday? Where did you go, Shell? Tell the Royal Community, because I didn't actually know myself. (laughs) It was like a guarded secret. (laughs) I went on a cruise with my husband. We went to Bruges, we went to Rotterdam, and we went to Hamburg. And we had such a lovely time. It's a cruise ship we've been on numerous times before, but we like the itinerary. We've never done the Western Europe cities before. We really enjoyed it. And now I'm back visiting my folks in Cardiff at the moment. So if you hear any noises (laughs) that are not usually noises that I have, especially dogs, because my mum has two chihuahuas. They're the most beautiful little dogs ever, Rosie and Lola. And they may bark at times, which is very different because I don't have any dogs at home. (laughs) And let us know, Royal Community, if um, Michelle's accent sounds any thicker. (laughs) It definitely has because I'm here and, uh, you know, I'm well, she's going to come out. (laughs) Rach, we had the most amazing episode come out last week, episode 87. We're Catherine talking about royal jewellery and we've had some really great responses from that episode. Yeah so we just wanted to read a few out because you guys seem to absolutely love this episode. Tonya725 on Instagram said this episode was fantastic. I loved learning the history behind many of these stunning pieces. Great guest commentary. More in the future please. Well, we definitely want to have Catherine back on after the coronation, don't we? Well, I think we might have mentioned this before, but we were talking to her for at least an hour after we pressed (laughs) off on the records. Yeah, we just had so much in common and she's just such a wealth of knowledge. So yeah, we definitely have to have her back. We also had a longtime listener, Kate Miller, said, I love this episode. You could tell that you girls, I love it when they say girls, you (laughs) girls were enthralled with the royal jewellery box and the story's history and the little known facts surrounding the royal jewels. We were were really geeking out, weren't we, Rach? Yeah, hanging on to every word Catherine said. (laughs) And then Ellen Zelansky said, you have to have her back. Yes, Ellen, we do. I listened in the car, then a second time when I could look up at the pieces that I didn't recognise. Your positively giddy enthusiasm really was what made the episode sparkle. Oh, I loved this episode and listening back and editing it and doing all the stuff behind the scenes. I was just really excited to get it out into the world. Yeah, we've had some um, great Royal Community responses the last few weeks. So if you listen to our podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe. And if you would please leave us a five star review, wherever you listen, if you can, so more people get to be part of this Royal Community with us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being here, Royal Community. If you are listening here and you've been here for ages, 
then welcome back. If you are a new listener, welcome to the Royal Community. It's amazing to have you with us. If you would like to know more about Rachel and I, we have lots of ways to connect with us over on Instagram, Keeping Up With The Windsors pod, over on YouTube, Keeping Up With The Windsors. And if you want extra content and a Zoom call with us, we also do our VIP Royal Community over on Kofi, K-O-F-I, and it's four pounds or roughly about six bucks. So there's lots of ways to be part of the royal fandom and enjoy talking about the royals just as much as we do. Right, Shell, shall we get into the royal roundup for this week? Let's do it. Right, let's start with the Earl of Wessex. He has been announced as patron of Reading Rep Theatre. Edward, who has worked in TV and theatre production, said, I look forward to helping with reinforcing this theatre's inspiring work in the local community and to support its future endeavours. I like the fact that he's got another patronage that's connected to the theatre world. Yeah, connected to the arts, because... If you've heard us a while back, we spoke about It's a Royal Knockout, didn't we? Do you remember Oh, yes, that? we did. I have to say, I know everyone slates it, but I love it. I've watched it on YouTube. I love it. I mean, it's so kind of like slapstick. I'm with it. You would think if it wasn't the Royal Family that it was just some random TV show, but it's just... It's well, got... to me, it felt like a massive fundraiser, which I think it was, wasn't it, yes, at the time? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It had Andrew, Sarah Ferguson, Edward, John Travolta. It was the most bizarre lineup in the world. Like anyone who was anyone was there. Tom Jones was there. If we can find a link to it on YouTube, we'll try and link it. I don't know if it's still about or you know what it's like. That other documentary got taken down, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it will never be seen again. Never to be seen again. I absolutely loved it. Can we talk about Shell? The repair shop. Oh. oh. So the first thing I did when I got off the cruise ship, I came to my mum and dad's and I said, Mum, have you watched the repair shop? And she said, oh, I've already seen it. But the king was on there. And I was like, oh, I was hoping I to watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> so the repair shop is this program here in the UK. And I think you can find it on Netflix as well where it's people bring in pieces that are connected to them in some way and basically it needs repairing, but there's always a heartwarming story behind pieces and what it means to that person. And so, for instance, on this episode, which was to celebrate BBC's 100th anniversary, the show's experts repaired an 18th century bracket clock and a ceramic vase, which was made for Queen Victoria's Diamond Jubilee. Charles, the king, he was geeking out of it, wasn't he, over this vase? <laughs> oh, he was. And I tell you what, I looked at the vase and I was like, they're never going to repair that. That's really bad. Some of the glaze was completely off it, wasn't it? Yeah. And I thought, well, this needs a complete restoration. And then at the end, when I saw it, I was like, whoa, they've done the most amazing job and he actually said didn't he that the queen mother would play games of like keeping all the clocks in time (laughs) in Clarence house and then also that he really enjoys collecting these commemorative jugs of pottery and stuff and i was like that's a weird pastime but we'll just go with it and it's weird because surely he doesn't have to collect them He, he just has access to them but what was really funny was people on twitter were commenting on the bromance between the king and jay the presenter it was a massive romance. It really was, it was wasn't such it? such a romance. And what made me laugh was Jay was kind of like, oh, here you go, I bought you a cup of tea. And he was like, oh, just, you know, just what I wanted. And the mug, the cup had HRH on it. Oh, it was brilliant. Because at the time of recording, he was the Prince of Wales. This was before he became king. But what was so great was to see the king's passion shine through because it showed the apprenticeships at work. You know, he has a passion for restoration work 
And to see that at Dumfries House in practice was absolutely amazing. It was brilliant. And what I loved was you could tell that the reason he was on there wasn't just, oh, could you fix these items? The whole show was about apprenticeships and how important they are and how the initiatives that King Charles now has have really championed apprenticeships and restoration work. They had blacksmithing on there. There was the roof thatching. There was so many different skills. The King said that there was a lovely full circle moment where the people who were apprentices become the teachers and yeah. then they teach their skills because they are dying trades if they don't get taught and yeah I just really loved it the one thing I liked actually was one of the guys that were I think he's a regular on there they have like the regular repairers don't they on the show on the show yeah. and his son was helping to repair the king's clock and I just wanted him to meet Charles at the end but it was just the guy <laughs> I was like oh he kind of like I want the apprenticeship to come out and yeah you know but it, but was, it was a lovely, really heartfelt episode. Did you cry, Rach? Did you have a little tear? No, I didn't cry. But what I did love was when we got to see inside Dumfries House, which was a treat in itself. It's beautiful, isn't and it? And then there was a lady that works there, a conservationist, and um, she was saying about Chippendale furniture. And one of the restorators was like, oh, this looks like Chippendale. And she was like, no, that is Chippendale. It's actual is. Chippendale. Yeah, it's not Chippendale style. It's Chippendale. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, we own 10% of the whole stock of Chippendale in the world. <laughs> and we're like, of course you do. Yeah. You're the royal family. <laughs> but Dumfries House, looks amazing I wonder whether we can visit there Rach yeah it's something that we'd have to look into I mean we still need to go to Highgrove in the summer to see the gardens don't we oh, we need to go everywhere but there's so many places <laughs> we haven't visited if you haven't watched it Royal Community we highly recommend the episode it's just wonderful isn't it actually we really got a sense of who Charles was in that episode he's so kind and warm and inviting isn't he and gentle He's so gentle. Yes, absolutely. And that's one thing I loved about that show, that you really got to see that sensitive, the, actually the real Charles is what I thought. I didn't feel like he was, oh, this is the, at that time, the Prince of Wales. He yeah. was just himself, like really yeah. enthusiastic about apprenticeships and also what they were going to do. And he was really humbled when he got the bars back, wasn't he? And the fact that he um, takes a pair of sacateurs everywhere with him. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they need pruning. <laughs> What's William been up to this week, Rage? So he attended the Tenth Tusk Awards at Hampton Court Palace. Tusk works to support conservation of endangered animals and illegal wildlife trade in Africa. And William has actually been patron of Tusk since 2005. And in a speech, he said, we must empower communities that face the challenges of coexisting with wildlife and we must promote grassroots organisations to establish community-led approaches that preserve and enhance their natural heritage. And he did actually say that he would love to go to Africa and see a gorilla in the wild because that is something that he's never seen before. Mm. I was very surprised that it's the 10th anniversary of Tusk. I just, I can't believe it's been going that long. And you know me, I love animals. I just love the fact that, that it's something that's been championed by Prince William for such a long time and it's so important still to this day which is sad but the fact that there's help there and it was in Hampton Court Palace and I think do you know what such a lovely setting isn't it for an award ceremony yeah and if you ever get the chance to visit you've still not been to Hampton Court have you no it's on my list it's actually one of the top places now on my list that I need to go to yeah you need so to I go. definitely will yeah I definitely will be going when it's open next year definitely 
Royal Community, if you're interested in the history of Henry VIII, Hampton Court is a place you must visit. It's absolutely beautiful. Tudor facade at the front and then at the back, it's Georgian facade. It's absolutely stunning. And a lot of filming actually happens at Hampton Court Palace, including one of my favourites, Bridgerton. There we go. She's always there with a the Bridgerton fan. <laughs> we love it. And Rach, I know you posted on Instagram this week about Prince William looking very dapper in his suit. I know. Mm. I saw him and I was like, oh, hello, William. This is a bit of a departure from the Velvet Blazer look. <laughs> I mean, you know me. I'm going to love a Velvet Blazer. But the one thing I thought as soon as I saw him was he looks like Diana. Did you think yes. this? Somebody else actually said that. He yeah, looked like honestly. Diana. I was like, whoa, whoa. Sometimes I don't see it. But in this picture, I was just like, whoa, he looks so much like Diana. Yeah. So, Royal Community, that's it for the Royal Roundup this week. One thing that we need to mention quickly, and I did mention this in the live that I did last week over on Instagram, is that our favourite, the Princess Royal, the Hobnob, mm -hmm. yep. went to Uganda and hardly anything was posted on the Royal Socials. I was so disappointed. Not just her though, Rach. Vice Admiral Timothy Lawrence went with her and not a skilly dot on the, on the socials. Disgusting. Shame on you, Royal Social. Shame, Shame on you. Shame on you. We are very disappointed. And I'm not being funny. At the moment, the King and the Queen Consort, we haven't seen them the last week, so they didn't have any need not to post Anne or Sophie and Edward. Mm -hmm. Come on, sort it out. Yeah. Sort it out. <laughs> if you're listening right now and you are part <laughs> of the, the Royal Socials, sort it out, please, because we, as Royal fans, we would love to know more. Right, enough moaning now, Rachel. Let's move on to the Royal News for this week. It's a bit juicy coming up, isn't it? It's a bit juicy what we got going oh, on. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Let's head on to the Royal News. So, Shell, it's been confirmed. Mike Tyndall is going to be appearing on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> O-M-G. I just want to make a real quick point. We heard about this maybe a week or two before, but we thought it was gossip. We didn't yeah. ever think this was going to be like news. You know us, Royal Community, we don't really report on the gossip or the rumours. And then it was actually confirmed. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Mike Tindall going into the jungle. Wow. So for those of you who are not in the UK and maybe you don't have I'm a Celeb in your country, we'll explain a bit about what the show is about. So it's a reality show. And I say stars because some of these people that have gone in show I have no idea who they are <laughs> yes the thing is what they do is they try and get a few like a slash b list celebrities and then the rest of them are like c d e f and g's aren't they <laughs> and you're like who are these people yeah the lineup came out the other day and I think I knew about four people on the whole lineup yeah yeah so it's a reality show that's set in the jungle in Australia and they're there for a total, and depending on how far you get in the competition, for three weeks. And every single day, the people that watch the show vote for what's called a Bush Tucker trial. In order for them to eat, they have to earn stars, which go towards campmates' meals. And Mike Tinsel might be doing a few Bush Tucker trials, which might include something like eating sheep's eyeballs. No rule, community. You didn't hear that wrong. Eating sheep's eyeballs or a piece of genitalia from like a donkey or something. Exactly, I know. Or a kangaroo. Yeah, and also when you do these challenges to get the stars, it'll be like 
going through a room full of spiders or sitting in a coffin with some rats. Anything you can think that's absolutely disgusting and nobody want to do, you have to do that in order to get the stars or you eat the stuff. Like, yeah, it's just bizarre. But the one thing I have to say is we have a Conservative MP going in called Matt oh, Hancock. Yes. And I believe, because of everything happened with COVID and stuff, and, you know, let's not get into politics, but anyway, I believe that he will get voted a lot mm-hmm. into the Bush Tucker trial. So I think Mike Tindall might actually go under the radar slightly. But, Shell, what's interesting about this is... We don't talk about politics, but at the time of COVID, Matt Hancock was the health secretary and the government, the Conservative Party, held a party the night before Prince Philip's funeral. Yes. Is this going to be brought up? Surely someone's got to bring this up in front of Mike Tindall, right? Yeah. Oh. I can't believe how he's got the cheek to go on there. I know, right. the audacity of oh, it. Honestly, but let's talk about Mike Tindall then because that is right. He could possibly have that brought up or somebody inadvertently bringing it up. But also, Shell, what you've got to remember is during this show, we obviously only see certain parts of it. It's edited in a certain way. But the campmates have so much time on their hands Surely people are going to be asking about the royal family, right? You're going to want to know as a member of the royal family about the royal family. Yeah, I think what they will do is even if he gets asked just maybe one or two things about the royal family, that will be shown on television. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We also had, and this again is gossip, royal community, but we've had the the gossip that he did call Harry a bad name during the Jubilee celebrations at the Thanksgiving service. So who knows what he's going to say or if he will mention Harry at all. So yeah, let me give you my first thoughts. I'm not happy that he's going on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I believe that the brand royal is being diluted by him doing this. And I do not knock him for having a podcast. I do not knock him for making some money. But there was something about his podcast that I really loved because it was still about his passion, about rugby. And he's just, he's an expert in that, isn't he? He's not using his status as a member of the royal family in order to make money. And I think if Harry or Meghan did this, we would be slating them. And in my mind, rightly so. And this is the same with Mike Tindall. See, I feel differently to you because to me, I don't see Mike Tindall as a member. He's never been a working royal, right? Same as Zara, who he's married to. They've never been working royals. So for me, although I know that they're part of the royal family, I don't associate them as much as I would if, like you said, like if Harry or Meghan did something like this, then there would be uproar Hmm. because they've always made their, you know, obviously Zara does come from money, but Mike Tindall, like you said, he's had his own successful rugby career. He's made his money and he's living from that sport. And that's what he's continued to do. He just so happens to be married to someone in the royal family. But I understand why some people will be like, well, like you said, like, but if Harry and Meghan did this, there would be no way, like, they would be able to, you know, it just wouldn't be a thing, would it? You just couldn't have Harry and Meghan on a reality show likes I'm a celeb I just think you know if it was anybody else would I feel differently and the answer is no I honestly think that as a royal member of the family I understand what you're saying about him is he is he not what he is he does represent the royal family and that is an angle that they've gone with in I'm a celebrity if they've gone in and said he was a professional rugby player he's got a podcast blah 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 they're fine but they've actually said a member of the royal family then that is cashing in on that. Rach, 
Not only this, but Sarah and Mike do spend a lot of time with William and Catherine with the kids. You cannot disconnect them from the royal family. They are the royal family. So I understand what you're saying, but I actually don't take that on board. He is a member. He is the son-in-law of the Princess Royal. Now, come on. he He's married to the granddaughter of the most famous person who's ever lived, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Look, if he goes on there and he starts talking about the ins and outs of the family then I might feel differently. But from what I've seen on his own podcast, when he's been asked about, for instance, when the Queen passed away, he was very respectful. He didn't give too much away. He just basically said, you know, how special it was to have a relationship with Her Majesty. And Mm. I would actually recommend going and listening to that podcast episode because he says, I have this regret of not asking her certain questions and, you know, just being in their presence. There's certain things that even as a member of the family, he felt that he couldn't ask her because of who she was. Yeah, I I have listened to that episode. And, And I think that's the point. I have every faith in Mike Tyndall. I actually really like him. And I think he has an excellent way of speaking and he's very respectful towards the family. I 100% believe that. But it's not anything to do with him. It's not to do with anything that he might bring up or talk about. It literally is just the fact that they're cashing in on the royal name. I would be really harsh if it was anybody else. So I have to just be as equally as harsh with him. Let's put it this way. He could make his money as a rugby commentator, for instance, or having a sports column in a in a news. There's loads of different ways for him to make money. It doesn't fit right with me. But that's my own personal opinion. Yeah. Obviously, he's doing this. It feels right. He must have checked it with, you know, the king and... And the Princess Royal, or not, I don't know. But I'm not a massive fan of cashing in on your royal status, let's put it that way. Cher, what happens when he comes out of the jungle? Because royal community, when they come out, they normally have, like, say, for instance, if you're married, they'll have their spouse waiting for them or they'll have their kids waiting for them. Are we going to see Zara, like, waiting at the end of the bridge? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like they are, they're being reduced to celebrities. And I just don't like that because... There's such a difference between being a royal and being a celebrity. Yeah. And you have to make your choice. You have to make your choice on that. And it seems like when you go into a show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, you are basically saying you're a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, Royal Community, we'll keep you updated over on our Instagram as well. So if any, you know, stories come out, make sure you're following us at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod because we'll definitely be posting about it and we'll be speaking about it on the podcast as well. I mean, we haven't been this divided since Harry and Meghan had Megxit, <laughs> right? <laughs> Talking of uh, Harry, show some other news came out this week, didn't it? Yes. So we had Harry's memoir. It's called Spear. And we had the uh, the cover and also a date. It's being released on January the 10th, 2023. We also heard that Harry's got to be doing the audiobook. I know. Wow. Wow. I mean, I didn't you say that you'd rather listen to him because it yeah. will be in his own voice? His own voice in the ghost writer's words. And I think that's going to add a bit more credibility or feeling into that. But not everyone can do audiobooks. And I just hope that he does it justice because it is a specific skill. Not everyone can do well, but I hope he, he can pull it off. Maybe Megan's been giving him some pointers. <laughs> you never know. She might be in the booth giving him some pointers as he's going along. Okay, let's let's kind of have a chat about this because we've had like a brief discussion about it. But what did you think when you saw the actual title and the picture? Okay, so I did an Instagram live about this because I knew that it was being released the day before it got released because I've got a friend that works in publishing and she told me you can't say anything like it's strictly embargoed. 
And then in the evening, it got leaked. And I said, surely I can post about it now. But even she hadn't heard what the name was going to be called. And she hadn't seen the book cover. So when it came out, I actually was like, oh my God, he's really going there with the title. And I messaged her and I was just like, oh my God, spare. She was like, where have you even got this information from? (laughs) Yeah. Because she didn't even know herself. And it was supposed to come out in November. But because the Queen passed away... The publishing house obviously pushed it back because it wouldn't have been the right time, would it, for it to be released. And I just wanted to read out a bit of the blurb shell because I I think it's really interesting the way that they've worded this and they're selling this book. So it, it says, It was one of the most searing images of the 20th century. Two young boys, two princes, walking behind their mother's coffin as the world watched in sorrow and horror. As Diana, Princess of Wales, was laid to rest... Billions wondered what the princes must be thinking and feeling and how their lives would play out from that point on. For Harry, this is that story at last. For me, when I read this, from the get-go, this book is supposed to be about Harry. Like, it's his words, right? But already it's two young boys, two young princes. So he's already bringing William into it. When William can't say what he really wants to say, he's never going to be able to do that. Obviously, in the past, he has on certain points. But I thought, but this book is about you. So why is that the blurb of the book? I know obviously he hasn't written the blurb, it's the publishers. And is this the angle that they're going with? And then my second thought was, is this where the book is going to start? Like the first chapter is that moment. I think, yes, I think they will start there. And I think it, it serves right for us to think about Harry walking behind his mum's coffin because that is the image that is seared into our minds. And then the... The word spare, well, you know, it's connected to the air and the spare. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't have any problems with the actual title. It didn't bother me. I thought, oh, okay, I see what they've done there. Fine. And then when I read the blurb, it was like, oh, okay, I see what they've done there. They've connected because it's not everyone's a royal fan. Not everyone follows Harry and Meghan's story. Not everyone knows. So they've just gone with the most kind of like common denominator memory that everyone has of him. But then that is also one of the most emotive things. And also I think maybe a turning point in his trauma as a person. And I think as we read this, we will hear how he's been able to carve a life out and what has has shaped him as a man. Who knows what this book is going to have? I guess from the blurb and the title and the picture, I'm not really, I didn't trigger me. It didn't bother me at all. I thought, okay, fine. It makes sense. PR wise, it makes sense. I think to be honest, on January the 10th, when we start reading, we start listening to it, we'll know in which way they've actually gone with this. So I think a lot of people were saying online, if you look at the ghostwriter has also written Andre Agassi's book. And if you look at Harry's and you look at Andre Agassi's, Andre Agassi, the one word is open with Harry is spare. The pictures look quite similar with a face like quite close up. So you can tell that it's kind of the, the style of the, the ghostwriter, the way in which the publishers wanted the book. It's all very styled. It's all very nuanced and they know exactly where they're going with it. But As for the content of it, who knows? Who knows? Mm. Yeah, because it says says that it's going to be full of insight, revelation, self-examination, 
and hard-won wisdom about the eternal power of love over grief. We also did hear that out of the proceeds from Spear, Harry has donated $1.5 million to Centibali and also £300,000 to Wellchild. So those both organisations are very connected to Harry. Yeah, it's great that these charities are going to benefit from the money that Harry has um, given them. Absolutely fantastic. And I, and I can't fault him on that. It's a £35 million reported book deal. It's a four-book contract. I'm interested. What else is coming out? What other books is Harry bringing out? See, I didn't know that because when we first started, the number 20 million was banded around for one book. So the fact that he's now got the idea of 35 million with four books. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they're doing it in chapters. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? And obviously we had rumours that the reason that it got pushed out as well to January was because he wanted to remove some of the parts from the book that he'd put in, probably because of obviously the Queen passing. And it's just going to be, it's going to be telling when the book comes out what is in the book and who the book is directed at because we've got the King's Coronation coming up in May. So if there is anything damning, it will be a bit suspect for Harry to be there as his father's son, not just mm -hmm. as Prince Harry, but at the end of the day, he's, you know, his dad is being crowned as king, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is going to be interesting now is he's no longer the spear. He hasn't been spear since Princess Charlotte was born. So I'm going to be interested to listen to it. But how relevant is it now? You know, mm -hmm. how relevant are these things going to be now? And it's, I just want to see what angle he takes with it. I don't know. I got a feeling that I'll probably like it, but I probably won't like bits of it. Yeah, it would definitely be interesting. And it was funny on the live that I did the other day talking of spare, because someone was like, no, George is a spare. And then I was like, wait, hang on, who is actually the spare now? <laughs> Princess Charlotte's the spare. Princess Charlotte's the spare right now. So, Royal Community, that's what me and Rachel think. We've got some really opposing opinions about Mike Tyndall. We've got some really kind of strong opinions about spare. What do you think? Come on over and let us know. And also, don't be shy. Leave us a voice note and we will play it on the podcast and let everybody else know what you think too. Thanks if you listen to your podcast. If you could leave us a five-star review... That would really help us be seen by more people so that they can join the Royal Community. Don't forget, you can also email us at keepingupthewindserspod at gmail.com and you can also find us on Instagram at keepingupthewindserspod. Brilliant stuff. If you want to know more about what I think about Megan's Archetypes podcast, you can find us over on YouTube. There is episode one and two up there so far. You're more than welcome to come on over and have a look at our extra content over on Ko-fi. It's four pounds or six bucks and you can join the VIP Royal Community over there. As always, thank you so much for listening and being here. Thank you so much for supporting Rachel and I as we, you know, keep us on the air. It's amazing, isn't it, Rach? Absolutely amazing. Coming up next week, Royal Community, William and Catherine will visit Scarborough on Thursday. And on Saturday, Catherine will attend the England versus Papua New Guinea Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. So we'll definitely be covering that in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Keeping, Keeping Up, Up With The Winters. winters.